Thank you for your presence. The Bible tells us that if we say we love God, whom we have not seen, but hate our brother whom we see every day, the truth is not in us. And if the God's truth in its entirety is not in us, we are not genuinely saved. We can have Christian symbols on our cars, wear Christian symbols, quote scripture, pray eloquently, and sing hymns and spiritual songs. But if we are not continuously living and applying God's word in our lives, we are not genuinely saved. Listen with Bible, pen, and paper handy as Pastor Rander teaches us today. I would be shocked when I see a 22-year-old, a 23, a 25, a 28, say, Pastor, my deepest desire is not to get the degree, a $100,000 paying job, to drive a Jaguar. You know, my greatest desire, Pastor, is to know Jesus to know him and, and, and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering and being conformed to his death. That, that's when you know that person is saved, that you may know God and the evidence is so glaring in your life. Thirdly, I, how do you know when you're saved without a doubt? Victory over Satan gives us the assurance of our salvation. Victory over Satan gives us the assurance of our salvation. First John 2, 13b says, I write to you young men because you have overcome the wicked one. You have overcome the wicked one. You cannot overcome the wicked one, the devil, unless you are spiritually strong. Weak saints cannot overcome the devil. First John 2, 14b says, I have written to you young men because you are strong. You can't Whip the devil in your own strength. You have to be strong spiritually. Ephesians 6.10 also says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. This is not talking about be strong because you have muscles, biceps, because you can run fast, because you can pick up heavy weight. People can be all that and be a spiritual whip. You know, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. First John 2.14b says, And the word of God abides in you. You also cannot have victory over the wicked one unless you abide in the word of God. What does it mean to abide in the word of God? It means to continue in the word of God. Continue in the word of God. It means to remain in the word of God. It means to be steadfast in the word of God. To abide in the word is to continue in the word, to remain in the word to be steadfast in the word of God. You are not combat ready if you do not have a genuine personal relationship with Christ before engaging in the enemy. Now, some folks think they know Christ, but don't and gonna call themselves gonna fight the devil and the devil just get them and sweep them all over the floor because they have a sad faith, a professed faith and don't have a genuine relationship. Beloved, every victory over Satan and the demonic realm increases your faith and gives you more confidence in Christ and courage in spiritual warfare. When you defeat the devil by using your spiritual weaponry, then you are given greater confidence to rise up and do the devil more damage. You become more courageous with every victory. Apart from knowing Christ, apart from being strong in Christ, And apart from abiding in the words of Christ, it is absolutely impossible to have victory over Satan, 
victory over sin and victory over temptation. Abiding in Christ and his word gives us the strength and wisdom to identify Satan's strategies. When you're abiding in the word, living in the word, remaining in the word, you are given then spiritual insight to identify the strategies of Satan to help you overcome the wicked one who is the devil. Beloved, you cannot overcome the wicked one unless you first know the strategies of the enemy. The devil is not your friend. He's, he's your enemy. He hates you. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. As a matter of fact, as you're sitting here now, he's strategizing on you and he wants to snatch the word. He wants you to have a miserable day and he wants you to recant everything you've learned. The devil doesn't play fair. He's dirty. He's low down. He's evil. That's why you don't play in his camp. You're going to get burned. What are some of the strategies? Some of y'all don't know his strategies. The strategies. You know, if, if you're playing football, basketball, or whatever you're playing, soccer, whatever, you want to learn the strategies of that team. If you're boxing even, you want to know the strategy of the other boxer so you can identify the weakness to cash in on it and hopefully take advantage. And if you know the strategies of the enemy, then you can identify those strategies, stand against it, and defeat them in the name of Jesus. What are some of the strategies of Satan? Number one, Satan always tempts believers to sin and rebel against God. Satan always tempts believers to sin and rebel against God. How do we sin? How do you sin and rebel against God? You sin by what you say with your mouth. (laughs) You, you, You sin by what you think with your mind. And you sin by what you do with your hands and with your eyes and with your feet and with your private parts. And on and on it goes. Just cut it straight. Don't look at me like you don't know what I'm talking about. Matthew chapter four, verses one through four says, then Jesus was led up by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Even Jesus was tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights afterwards, he was hungry. Now, when the tempter came to him, he said, if you are the son of God, command these stones to become bread. But he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Every word. We're to live by every word in this book because every word is inspired. It is of God. And that's why Satan will do anything to keep you from this book. Because Satan knows the power that this book has, and he knows it will defeat him if the book is adhered to. Satan always come to tempt us in our weakest moments. That's when he comes, in our weakest moments. Beloved, since Jesus was tempted by Satan, so will we. Now, Satan tempted Jesus. Now, what make you think you're not going to be tempted? And, it, and listen, it, it wasn't easy for Jesus in his flesh. I mean, it was a struggle. It was spiritual warfare. Satan's aim was to wipe him out. It just didn't work because he was messing with God. Number two, I want to say this. Satan seeks to get believers to doubt God's word. Satan gets Believers to doubt God's word. 
Genesis 3, 1 says, Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Has God indeed said? Look at that. He asked a question to arouse doubt. Has God indeed said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden? See, he went counter to what God has said to Eve. When Satan gets you to doubt the word of God to just one inch, you are on your way down. He wants you to doubt the word and, and you have to believe the word. You have to hold on to the word. You have to embrace the word. You have to live by the word to conquer Satan and live the victorious Christian life. What are some of the consequences when believers doubt God's word? What are some of the consequences when, when believers doubt God's word? There are consequences when you doubt the word of God. A, doubt causes believers to lack the assurance of salvation. When you doubt the word of God, you will doubt your salvation. That's why he wants you to doubt the word. B, doubt impedes our spiritual growth and we live in spiritual ignorance. He wants an ignorant Maranatha. He wants ignorant believers. He hates the fact that you have pens. Look at all these pens and papers and writing and oh, you're on tablets, you're writing, you're documenting. That says a lot because when you write, something is happening in your heart. The, the word of God is germinating in you as you pen the word of God. Doubt impedes our spiritual growth and we live in spiritual ignorance. Join the Maranatha Church family on Wednesday, August 4th at 7 p.m. to hear invigorating words of wisdom and encouragement for youth and adults from our guest speaker, legendary coach Jim Rackley, former Judson High School football coach. Just as he ministered to the young men under his charge on the football field, he will minister to youth and adults alike on the field of life. Maranatha Bible Church is located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North, Converse, Texas, 78109. We hope to see you there. See, we are easily deceived when we doubt the word of God. I mean, you, you get so deceived, you don't even know what truth is. Just deceived, you carried it. You wonder, how did I get this far away from God? How did I get this far away from the church? How did I get this far away from my Bible? A Satan, Satan deceived you. D, we are more inclined to be influenced by the world when we doubt the word of God. The world takes advantage of us when we doubt the word of God. E, doubting God's word will cause us to love sin instead of possessing a hatred for it. Doubting God's word will cause us to love sin instead of possessing a hatred for it. You are more sensitive to sin when you're living by the word of God because the word of God, it sensitizes you to sin. You see, uh, F, we will rebel more against God when we doubt God's word. Anyone who began to doubt God's word will evidence more rebellion against God in their lives. You begin to rebel because you are doubting the sufficiency of the word of God. G, doubting the word of God will cause us not to witness confidently for Christ. How are you going to witness when you don't believe the word fully, when you don't stand on it? 
when you don't, you don't use it. Doubting the word of God will cause us not to witness confidently for Christ. H, doubting God's word leads to spiritual regression. I mean, you find yourself growing cold. You become lukewarm. You start coming to church less and less and less. Then it don't even matter if you get it. You can go a whole month and miss and not even be bothered. You go a whole month without the, the Bible. You don't crack the Bible. You don't talk about God. You don't pray. And you wonder why Satan is slapping your face right and left. Let's transition. Thirdly, one of Satan's strategies is to entice believers to believe his lies. One of Satan's strategies is to entice believers to believe his lies. John 8.44 says, you are of your father the devil and the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in truth because there is no truth in him. No truth. Anytime the devil tell you something, it's a lie. It's a lie. Oh, it's a lie. I don't care how pretty it is. It's a lie. They tell that man, get that woman right there. She'd be the best thing for you. You haven't checked in with God. You haven't measured that woman about the word of God. And she wipe you out. 20 years later, you're still in recovery. And some of you women, you let that man say, so said, that's the man for you. He got a nice car. Got a good job. He got a six-figure salary, whatever he got. He got some, a few rings on his finger and all this. Successful. I'd rather have somebody in the poor house that love God and we can trust God together with nothing and work our way up. I believe that's what my wife and I did. We were next door to it. I mean, when I married her, I didn't have much. I don't want to tell that story. You might start crying. <laughs> I didn't have much. She didn't marry me for what I had. I know she didn't. That 68 Chevy didn't even have an air condition. It didn't have much. You know, I, I, I tell that story. See, y'all like my business. There y'all go. Let me get back to the Bible. <laughs> but uh, he's a liar. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources. For he's a liar, and not only is he a liar, he's the father of it. Beloved, you are destined to believe Satan's deception and lies when you are not living by the truth of God's word. This whole world's system is enveloped and swirling in satanic lies. Lies from the news media, lies from the politicians, lies from the secular educational system. I don't know how they make the numbers be something else now. Critical race theory and gender confusion, all this stuff in the church and the kids can't count. They don't know what a pronoun is. And all this gender neutral stuff. Teach my child how to read, how to write. Teach him some algebra. I don't let me. I don't need you teaching my child some theory straight from the pits of hell. Don't you sit silently and let these teachers re-educate your children? Lies is in the educational system. Lies of political correctness 
And even in the church, you got lies in the church from false teachers, false preachers and false pastors. You will not be able to detect a lie until you first know what is truth. Number four, Satan's aim is to deceive the saints. Satan's aim is to deceive the saints. First Timothy 4, 1 says, now the spirit expressly says that in latter times, some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrine, teachings of demons. Demons can teach and they teach for the purpose of destroying doctrines of devils, doctrine that is from the pits of hell surfacing in the church and Christian organization and in families. To be deceived is to be misled. And Satan is a master strategist in using deception to lure unsuspecting believers away from God, away from his word, and away from his church. That's what he wants, to lie you away from the church. Lie you away from the word of God. Lie you away from the church of God. Be mindful. You will never become so spiritually strong or invincible that the enemy cannot deceive you. Did you get that? I want you. I want, be mindful. You will never become so spiritually strong or invisible that the enemy cannot deceive you. First Corinthians 10, 12 says, therefore, let the one who thinks he stand, watch out that he does not fall. You're not so strong that you can't fall. I have to keep praying. Say, so don't care about me being a pastor for 37 years. I can still fail. You can fall. You can fall. I mean, you can fall. Don't, 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 don't fix your mouth and say what you can't do. All you got to do is get away from God. You subject to do anything. You know what they got? I wish I could start calling all the sins in this book. And there's a lot of it, and there's some bad ones too. And every sin in this book was done by people. That's right, by people. Who are people? You and me. And if they did it, you get away from God, you can do it too. You're not invincible. You're not. Pride comes before destruction. How does Satan deceive believers? How does Satan deceive believers? Oh, God help me. How does Satan deceive believers? A, Satan causes believers to have an inflated view of themselves. You have too high a view of yourself. You, let me tell you something now. You ain't all that. Satan causes believers to have an inflated view of themselves. That's when he gets the best of you, when you think you've arrived. B, Satan deceives you into thinking happiness comes from having more material possessions. You, you get happy. If I can just get this big house, I can get this nice ride, if I can get these nice clothes, if I can get this nice jewelry, man, I'm cooking. I, I'm making it. I'm successful. Look at me. Ha, ha, ha. You need to read the story of Job. He had all that one could ever have, and he was living righteously for God. And just in a matter of a day, he lost it all. You can do the right thing and still lose it all. You better love God more than your stuff. And what's keeping us from getting to Christ is our stuff. 
You stepping over stuff. All this stuff on your walls, you don't even know what color your wall is. All this stuff out there in that shed. And then you go rent down the street a storage and pay insurance on it and pile up most stuff that you haven't used in five years. Been five years. Let me tell you something. If you haven't used what you have in the last three years, have a rummage sale. Have a yard sale. Give it to Goodwill. Do something constructive with it. Start simplifying your life. The older you get, the less you need. I mean, people mean well when they give me stuff for the house and for the dresses, for the wall. And, and I just love people to death. And my wife and I look at it and we say, well, where are we going to put this? I said, we've been married for 43 years. We've been better off with, what you call that, a gift certificate to a restaurant. Center. We still eat. <laughs> we still eat. <laughs> I don't need another clock. Do y'all get what I'm saying? I'm tr- we trying to get, we trying to downsize, y'all. We getting older. I am not 31 like when I first came to this town. And y'all need to downsize too. You you struggling to hold all of that stuff. Your kids gonna show you how to get rid of it. They never have a problem with it. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> See. Satan causes a believer to use manipulative or deceptive words for their own personal agenda. He manipulate words, have a play on words, deceptive words for his own personal gain. Flattery is a dangerous thing if you're trying to achieve something personal from that person, a favor from that person. Oh, you sure look good. They don't look good. It's just something you want. Now, I'm not saying that's the case in every time, but but flattery can be very, very evil if there's an ill motive involved. D, Satan deceives you into thinking you have more time than you actually have to restore relationships. Satan deceives you into thinking you have more time than you actually have to restore relationships. Some of you, I'm talking to you right now, you haven't talked to a certain sibling and I don't know when. You mad at them for whatever reason. You've been mad at them since you left the house. I'm talking about the house you grew up in. Look how quiet it got then. It's not so funny now. You still mad. Person dead and you still mad. Won't put a flower on the grave. Mad. Over mama stuff. Over daddy stuff. Let it go. Is Jesus enough for you? I'd rather have a relationship with my cousin, my friend, my brother, my sister, my uncle, my aunt, than to be mad over this and that that happened 25 years ago and I'm absolutely miserable it's almost like you enjoy being miserable and that's of no that's of no kingdom good to you. I mean, God has given you more days to make up, restore relationship, 
to witness for Christ, he deceived you into thinking you got more time. God has given you more time to witness for Christ and listen to this, to yield to the call of God upon your life. That's right. What is the will of God for your life? Why were you born? What are you to be doing now that you just graduated high school, that you just graduated college, that you just retired? God, okay, you retired now, but you're not supposed to sit back in some rocking chair and say, I got it on easy street with all this hellishness all over this world. I want God to use me now more than ever before. I don't mind standing up in the wee hours of the mornings to study, to read, to write, to think, to document. My wife doesn't get up at two in the morning, three in the morning, go back to bed, then get back up. I mean, to get here early, work all the way up to the time to come to this pulpit. He said, you never asked me, uh, is pastor going to show up for my wedding? Pastor's one hour late for my funeral. Is the pastor going to show up for church today? You never had to ask that in all these years. You know why? Because I'm called to it. It's a desire that God has put in my heart. You can't produce what you do not have. The Bible tells us that there is no assurance of salvation apart from obedience to God's word. For his word alone gives us that assurance. We must trust in the Lord with all our hearts and acknowledge him in all our ways. Only then can we say we are genuinely saved. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit www.maranathasa.org where you will find an archive of audio messages, service times, direction to the church, upcoming events, and much more. You can also reach us at 210-821-5683. Maranatha Bible Church is located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, directly across from Randolph Air Force Base. On Sunday, August the 1st at 6.30 p.m., Maranatha Bible Church will host First Sunday Citywide Prayer Gathering, sponsored by the Lighthouses of Prayer of San Antonio. We invite you and all like-minded ministers and churches to join us in the Spirit-filled event as we pray for students, teachers, and those who serve in schools in any capacity, as well as for revival, unity, and healing for our city and nation. Maranatha Bible Church is located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North, Converse, Texas 78109. We hope to see you there.